WBT Productions presents Posh Rubat, Episode 4, Mind Melding and Badisa's Future, Part 2. Princess Bedisa of Hoshruba stood before Luca inside the Chamber of Magic. He had anticipated this day, knew it was coming, had even wanted it to come, but not today. Princess. Luca nodded. Is there something I could get for you? Some text or other? He moved for the nearest shelf. I don't think anything new has been located since last time you... I'm ready. She stood tall, her voice firm, not demanding, just certain. It's time I began my initiation. It is your right, of course, but this seems impulsive. What made you choose now? Because it is my right. And my father, he needs my help. But to give it, I must be stronger. Stronger than whom? Myself, I'm skilled, but not expert. He paused, briefly enough to ward off her suspicions. Yes, all right. Perhaps it is past the time of your beginning. We must at least have you at the red. He stepped forward, looked her in the eye. Are you indeed ready? She did not hesitate. Yes. Tomorrow, I will prepare this evening. And when the sun is broken, come back. She began to leave. Does your father know? She paused, turned back. He will. Before tomorrow. Their expressions latched onto one another and held firm. This must be... Or I cannot in good conscience continue with your request. Perhaps this might give her pause, he thought. Perhaps. By tomorrow. She repeated. Then I shall expect you to return soon. She nodded, turned, and was gone. He sighed. This was unexpected and unwanted. The fault in the wall must be dealt with first before she could be allowed to take her place upon the throne. For such a dangerous problem to be her first task. But there was no choice. Her initiation must be given full attention. That meant his inquiries into the humans must be deferred. He knew they held the answer, however strange and pitiful they might be. Luca also knew once the secret was discovered, the walls could be repaired. He turned and made his way to the rear of the library. Now, on which shelf had he placed those texts? Badisa paused for a moment at the doorway. She considered asking Luca about the other night, 
when she glanced into the Chamber of Magic to find one of Luca's water beasts seemingly in battle with a young man. At the time, she assumed it was one of Luca's accolades in training. But as she thought back to the moment, something was not right. The boy's clothes were unusual, nothing like the robes of the acolytes she saw throughout the palace. Furthermore, she did not remember hearing or seeing any spells cast by the young man in retaliation. As she turned back toward Luca, ready to inquire about the event, a feeling in her stomach gripped her, preventing her from speaking. Luca was engrossed in a scroll, unaware of her continued presence. She turned back around and swiftly exited the chamber, mind racing with theories. What was this mysterious boy doing in the chamber? And why had Luca felt the need to conjure his serpent to fight him? She asked herself these questions, uncertain whether she truly desired to know the answers. Before Batras the Wise was king of Hoshruba, he was a boy. Wizard or human, a boy is a boy. Perhaps he was a bit more introspective, a bit more curious than the average boy, and for certain, a bit more dangerous. The children of Hoshruba developed their powers slowly, to be sure, but it was enough for their parents to at least take note. For the nobility, their training began immediately, as was the case for Batraz and his brother. Yet regardless of upbringing, wizard or human, all beings bear their past with them. And sometimes that past carries within it the seed of its bearer's destruction. Batraz had searched high and low. It was always like this, he thought. His brother never played the right way. It was not that Sosruko was a cheater, exactly. Rather, he saw life as a puzzle to be solved. He could identify all the pieces in how each one operated. This is not to say it came without effort, as life is seldom easy for man or wizard. Given time, though, events would almost always fall in his favor. This was what Batraz hated most about Sosruko. He himself was strong, skilled, and held a commanding presence, even as a young boy. Still, it was not enough to best his brother. Batraz made his way up and down the library stacks, 
He scanned through each shelf and behind every book large enough to hide a small child. He was getting nowhere. He must be cheating this time, thought Patraz. There's no way he can be hiding anywhere. He suddenly pitched forward and hit the floor hard. Someone had shoved him from behind. Patras turned over to see his brother standing over him, smiling. But it did not reach his eyes. Patras got to his feet. Why did you do that? Because I got sick of you not finding me. I looked everywhere. Then you should have seen me. I was right behind you the whole time. That was the first time Patras felt true hatred for his brother. It would be the last time they played together. A high-pitched voice rang through the chamber. The boys fell silent. Perhaps she would go away. I know you're in there. Father wants to see you. They sighed and made their way to the throne room. Leave it to the sister to ruin a boy's fun. Nestled within the Arabian Desert Valley far north of the city of Hajar, Abu Talib was entertaining a most unusual guest. He had seen many horrific things, most of them involving torture or death. He had long since eliminated his fear of all things man and beast, and this included the creatures known as the Forgotten Ones. But he would be a liar if he did not admit they at least made him nervous. How many kinds are there? You may as well ask how many kinds of humans there are. The nameless one shrugged. Inside, he wanted nothing more than to leave this place, as it stank of death. But once more, his will belonged to Sosruko. Abu Talib grunted under his breath. He did not trust this being, despite his offer to join his side. And although such an alliance was not essential... The image of these creatures striking fear into those who opposed him, that did give him a smile. You are impressed. I am not surprised. For despite their lack of breeding, they are quite fearsome to behold. Think of the power. Couldn't his brethren see? Sosruko didn't care about them. He wanted revenge, and he would use anyone or anything to gain it. I'm flattered that you would bring me this offer. He approached the Forgotten One. It's easy to see there is much to be gained with your support. The Forgotten One smiled. Or rather, Sosruko had. So please accept my offer. The Forgotten One wanted to scream. He wanted to run. He wanted... Abu Talib's blade was silent as he used it to sever the Forgotten One's head. 
So clean was the stroke of the blade, it took at least three seconds for the head to fall. Magic. Give me a sword. Every time. In the halls of Horshruba, within his chamber, King Batrast regarded Princess Badisa. For a moment, he did not see her as one ruler does another, but as a father sees his daughter, as an innocent child to be protected at all costs. I... Words failed him. What could he say? That a grave danger had struck them? That she was not ready for such things? Or that he, in fact, did not want her to be in this position, not due to a lack of faith in her abilities, but due to his desire to never see such innocence tainted. You don't think I'm ready. He thought to tell her no, to lie to her, make her believe she would never be ready. In the end, he realized how truly tired he was. It was time. I know you are ready. I just want to be sure that this is truly what you wish. It is a long and... I know the dangers, Father. I have thought on them. Obsessed, really. And I have decided. She knelt down and took his hand. I want to prepare myself for what is to come. I want to begin my initiation. To become what I was born to be. King Batras looked down at her. He shook away her hand. She was his daughter no longer. Then let this be the last time you take to the knee. You are the future of Hashubah, and you will never be subjugated by God or man. He stepped back from his daughter. We are no longer father and daughter. I am the past, you. The princess stared at her father. Her instinct was to go to him. Instead, she kept her gaze with his own, stood, and stepped back. One of the king's guards entered. He glanced at the princess, then to his king. Sir. Take her to Luca. And so it began. The princess secluded herself deep within the chamber's never-ending stacks of scrolls and tomes. She studied the old book in her hands. She opened it and began to read. She felt a sudden rush of pain, as if something was digging its way into her head. She started to pull back, ignoring the book in an attempt to alleviate her pain. But she couldn't. She felt rooted to the chair, 
her head held in position by an invisible vice. Her eyes, what was happening to her eyes? She could not, no matter the effort, close her eyes. Worse, she could not stop herself from reading the text further. Each word jabbed at her like a needle into her flesh. It was just a book. This was, she could feel the words flow into her. Sentence after sentence became fully formed ideas. Some people she recognized, and many others she did not. It was as if she was weaving herself into the fabric of Hoshruba, taking her place amid a massive historical tapestry. The pain continued, but she felt it less and less with every turn of the page. She would learn all, whether by choice or by force. The beginning of Hoshruba, the secrets of her magic, the forgotten ones, and the Rub Akali. This was where she would meet her greatest test yet. On the next episode... He was the leader of the Forgotten Ones who lived within the Dark Forest. Old leader Dago. Kill him. He belongs to those who sent us away to die in this wretched place. And then what? What do we do when they send more seeking revenge? His name was Zurab, the young leader of the third of the Forgotten Ones in the Dark Forest. Kill him and drag his body to their doorstep. Popala was trying his very best to escape his bonds. A voice emerged from the darkness. Where are the rest of you? I am alone. He reached for Kopala's bonds and set about quickly freeing him. So I am to believe I have been freed? I see the questions racing through your mind. The only one you should be asking is, can I trust him? Are we at war? Well, perhaps we might be once they find you gone. He was known to the people of Hoshruba as King Batraswise, although to Queen Gulisa, his wife, he was known only as Batras. This would no longer be possible as the queen was dying. Batras watched as Gulisa's eyes drifted shut. He bowed his head and silently wept. His wife, his love, this was all there was left for him. Training time at Abu Talib's camp. Cass picked up his weapon. Very well, outsider. Let us do it! Cass's father watched uneasily as the men began to spar. There was something strange about Cass ever since his return from the hunt. His ferocity was much greater than a practice spar between young warriors warranted. A fearful thought crossed Arth's mind. Was it possible that this was not the same man who entered the dark forest a mere week ago? Dak sat with Luca in the Chamber of Magic. Dak had just completed his reading of the ancient scroll found within the ruins of the Broken Wall. Master, it all seemed so cryptic. Perhaps you might... I wish I could. You will not tell anyone of this, neither here nor in your travels. The walls of Hoshruba, they are compromised, and we must find a way to change this. The region he was to venture to was not a place Dak had ever wished to be, the Dark Forest. This has been Hoshruba, Episode 4, Mind Melding and Medisa's Future, Part 2. Created by WBT Productions. Written by Brent Beebe. Produced by Farouk Shah Khan. 
Directed by Elia Rupp Hernandez. Sound mixer and sound editor, Joshua Krell. Sound recordist, Jensen Young. Sound mixer, post sound, and sound editor for credits, Sophie Huang. Narrated by Darren Johnson. Voiceover artists, Brenda Yanez as Princess Bedisa. Bruce Kaplan as Luca. Ahmed Abbasi as Young Batras. Saki Abbasi as Young Sosruko. Nabil Awad as Abu Talib. Jonathan Lacosto as The Forgotten Ones. Robin Shield as King Batraz. Extra voices by Jensen Young. Credits voice by Steve Gray. Stay tuned for Episode 5, The Ancient Scroll.